0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League. In their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. What a week we just had in the Ivy Leagues. A huge one coming up this week. We're going to preview all of that. Look back at the last week. And I got to tell you, man, I am really enjoying this Ivy League season. It's early, I know. Uh, but as Yogi Berra would say, it's getting late early. All of a sudden, we are into pure conference play. It is looking really, really interesting in the Ivy Leagues compared to what we thought in the preseason. So we're going to get into all that. Guys, go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter, or the X as they now call it. tombartonsports@gmail.com. at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me. And I do have a YouTube channel. I can always use the uh, hits there. It's Tom Barton Sports over on YouTube. Just go there and press like, and uh, it'll help me out, okay? Here we go, guys. Look, Harvard is on top again. Last Friday, Harvard beat Cornell 41-23. to This was a game that Harvard was favored by 20, so they didn't cover the game, but you knew it was going to be a blowout. You had that feeling. They were up 21-10 at the half. You know, this was a nationally televised game. It was on ESPN2. They moved it to ESPN2, and everybody was able to sit back and just watch how Harvard plays football, and the way that they play is really just crisp this year. DePrima was fantastic. Three touchdowns through the air, three touchdowns, 152 yards uh, for rushing the ball. I mean, he, he was he was everything. He was really everything. This is a guy that, oh, by the way, Harvard didn't know if he was going to be the starting quarterback. He was everything for this team. Cornell hung in there uh, for the first quarter. After that, you just watched the disparity of what Harvard was, and you just can't keep Harvard down. They're a big play team. As a matter of fact, uh, at TomBartonSports.com, I actually gave out Harvard minus ten for the half and the over twenty-four for the half, and it wound up uh, being a, a nice, easy game. The, the Harvard overs just keep crashing and covering. If you guys just, uh, just to let you know, but Harvard just comes out and they continue to rise up the rankings now. Right, um, they are now one of only two undefeated teams in the FCS. Okay, they continue to move on up in those FCS polls. Harvard is now number 18. They only moved up one spot, which I was a little annoyed at, but they they are now number 18 in the AFC, A-F-C-A coaches poll. And they moved up to number 19, moving up two slots in the stats performance FCS top 25 poll. These are Harvard's best rankings, okay? Since 2001, where they were number 16. So they're right there. They're eyeing their best ranking since then. And and they could surpass that. Um, You look at this and you go, yeah, guys, uh, by the way, this is the best ranking in the media poll since 2015. You look at this and you just go, yeah, this is going to be one of those uh, years you could start to feel, right? You could start to sort of feel the kind of year that that Harvard's sort of putting together. You're starting to feel that they still have the uh, fall fest coming up. They're, they're, their place is going to be rocking. Everything was impressive. DePrima looks like the player. Uh, every week, it seems like Harvard's giving out uh, Conference Player of the Week award. DePrima looks like the best player in the conference, and that is a conference with a lot of good quarterback play, a lot of good quarterback play, duality quarterback play, and DePrima just looks like the cream of the crop. Harvard looks unstoppable. 4-0 and overall, 2-0 and in the Ivies. Cornell, look, not a lot you could do. They just took on just a steamrolling Harvard team. 2-2 and overall, 1-1 and in the Ivies. They go. So we move over to Saturday. Brown loses at home to Rhode Island. Rhode Island's a tough team. I thought Brown would struggle here. Wilcox, 272-2 touchdowns. He still kind of did his thing. Rocket uh, with 90 yards and off of seven catches. Brown's offense will get going, but they do have defensive problems at times. Uh, their defense shut down Rhode Island in the fourth, and we thought that there might be a comeback there. just wasn't to be. Harvard uh, is still on top. Brown, Cornell, one and one. They join them. Brown joins them at 2-2 two and two overall. This wasn't a conference game, luckily, for Brown, and it's a tough Rhode Island team, so I'm not going to make too much about that. Columbia, a team that I told you guys start keeping an eye on. We thought Columbia, and me included, when I say we, I include myself. Now, I thought Harvard was going to be really good this year. Nobody else seemed to, but I, I did agree with most of the pundits that Columbia was not going to be good this year. Well, how could we be more wrong? Columbia wins at home against Marist. They moved to two and two, but two and zero oh at home. Columbia, with their defense, is really, really impressive, and we could talk about. Um, Edwards, who had fourteen carries one oh three and two touchdowns, he's carrying the offense, sure. but their defense really impressive. Columbia with a shutout. I don't care who it's against. I don't care what level of football that is impressive. Penn holds on against Georgetown. Now, this Georgetown team is not necessarily a good team, but they could have been a little bit dangerous, and they were dangerous. Penn holds on. lucky. they go to three and one, one and one at home. Uh, Georgetown did a lot of good things offensively. Their quarterback had three touchdowns, but he did have two picks, right? They did a lot of offensive things. You can see that might hurt Penn down the road. Georgetown's not a prolific offensive team, but they're pretty good, and they really flex their muscles, but it doesn't matter. Penn got the win, exactly what they needed to do. They got the win in overtime, exactly what they needed to do. Penn gets out of there alive. Lafayette goes into Princeton and beats Princeton. This is is the, the wheels falling off. I told you guys, if Princeton lost this game, I didn't think that they would. I said, if Princeton loses this game, we got to start looking at Princeton in a bad way. They're now two and two, one and two at home. They lose to Lafayette. Lafayette's five and one, okay, but they're they just can't get any offense going, and they really didn't need to here either. Twelve to nine, they win with a safety in this game uh, for Princeton. Look, Stenstrom threw for three hundred yards, right? Three hundred and ten yards. He had a good game. It was a one man show with Barber. Seven receptions, one fifty six. They could move the ball downfield, but they couldn't get it in. Nine points in the first quarter, nothing after that. Lafayette just absolutely clamped down on them. I'm telling you, Princeton's in a bad way right now. And, yeah, they can turn it around. You pull the bright spots, right? You pull the Stenstrom bright spot. You pull a Barber bright spot out of here. Uh, but you can't You can't feel good if you're a Princeton Tiger fan right now. Yale, Yale was in a tough way, right? Yale was staring 0-2 in the Ivies in the face. They go on the road, and they beat Dartmouth in a good game, in a game where Yale needed to have, right? a lot, Most people, I think, out there, most pundits thought that Yale was the best team in this conference. Yale had an uneven start. Yale was down in this game, um, uh, you know, for a, a minute, and then they were tied going into the fourth quarter. And 14-point fourth quarter, Yale just wanted it more. Uh, you know, this is nothing against Dartmouth, who goes to 1-1 one one in the Ivy and joins Yale 1-1 one one in the Ivy. Uh, grooms, 239, two touchdowns. Not a spectacular day from him. Uh, Lindley, seven catches, 128 and a touchdown. Not a spectacular day for the Yale, uh, you know, I guess, playmakers, but they did it when they needed to do it. This was, a, in my opinion, a must-win for Yale. You can't go 0-2 in conference and hope to win the conference. And Yale had aspirations to win this conference. They lost this game. They lost this game. I-, I-, I think they were done because you have a team like Harvard who's just steamrolling right along, right? You have a team like that. So you're looking at Yale and you're going, yeah, you had to win this game. I'm starting to look the same thing about Princeton. We'll look forward to this week's games. So I mentioned Harvard. They take on Howard, uh, a good Howard team. I, you know, they're 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 solid, we'll say. But it's up at Cambridge. Uh, what you watched in Harvard last week, how can anybody bet against this team? You just can't. You can't go against this team in any way, shape, or form. Uh, DiPrima is the man. I mean, DiPrima is just absolutely the, the best player on the field. But Williams for Howard, their quarterback, He's got over a 1,000 yards in five games. He's got eight touchdowns, only one mistake, one interception. That's it. Harvard does rely upon the mistake. So if he can keep a clean game, maybe Howard could play close, but there's no way I'm going against Harvard and what I've just watched. Yale is in a good spot. They're up against one in five Sacred Heart, a Sacred Heart team that, eh, let's just be honest, can't kind of can't get out of their own way. This is a good get-right spot for Yale. Saint, uh, I, I'm sorry, Sacred Heart can't score. Okay, I mean, they they just simply can't score. They have one scoring fest against St. Francis where they put up 37 inexplicably. After that, 14, 10, 10, 7, 13. They haven't put up more than two touchdowns. They haven't put up more than one touchdown outside of that game since opening day. They haven't put up more than two touchdowns in any game outside of that. I expect Yale to really inflict some pain here. This this should be uh, a Yale signature victory. Get them back on track. A tough road win in Ivy's last week. You come home to a 1-5 team that simply can't score. This should be Yale saying, hey, guys, we're not going away, okay? We stumbled a little bit out of the blocks, but we're not going away. Groom should be fantastic. You know he has been so far. Only one mistake on the year. Nine touchdowns to, uh, to one interception. And I expect a lot of that again. Princeton takes on Brown. Here we go with Princeton. Look, Princeton's in a tough spot here. You could look at Brown and say they're 0-1 in the Ivies. You could look at Brown and say uh, this, this is a game that Princeton should win. But you can't say that anymore about this Princeton team. You can't go out there and say that, that anybody should win these games. Look, Brown has players, man, right? Wilcox has 1,400 yards already in four games. Eight touchdowns, two picks. He's going to go to the air. He's going to go to the air all day. Rocket, 32 receptions already. 32 receptions in four games. 508 yards and three touchdowns. They're going off and they're going to the air. Princeton has not shown me that they could kind of keep up with anybody. Look, I think the whole world is thinking that Princeton's going to go on the road and win this game, and it makes sense that Princeton would go on the road and win this game, and they'll be favored to go on the road and win this game. I think it's a lot tougher than we think it is. It would not shock me at all to see Princeton sort of stumble here and Wilcox sort of play well here, and all of a sudden we go, "Well, well, well, what happened to Princeton? No, no, I'm telling you firsthand, I think it's going to be a tough game. Cornell takes on a one-and-four Bucknell team. This is Cornell's kind of get-back game, right? Uh, Wong should should be better. They they should be better in this spot. They get an extra day to kind of prepare. I expect Cornell to win this game. Bucknell is not a threat at all. Dartmouth, here's a get-well, even though it's on the road, a get-well game against Colgate. Now, I know Colgate pulled off an upset a couple of weeks ago, but Dartmouth against Colgate, uh, one-and-four Colgate. I know Dartmouth hasn't been playing exceptionally elite didn't have Princeton up against the ropes. They kind of just lost it. The big thing to watch here is that Colgate's passing game is just full of mistakes. Their starting quarterback, guys, in five games has just over 500 yards. He's averaging about 110, 115 yards per game. He's got one interception and, uh, I'm sorry, one touchdown and six interceptions. Let me repeat that again because I fumbled a little bit. One touchdown to six interceptions for the Colgate quarterback, okay, Uh, Brescia. So. You look at this and you go, this should be the Dartmouth game, right? This should be the Dartmouth game where their defense steps up, flexes their muscles, and really kind of just says, hey, we are here and we are still that defense that you feared in the preseason. And then we have an interesting game. The game of the week, who would have thought it was going to be Columbia and Penn? Look, both are 0-1 in the Ivies, okay? But Columbia has played a lot better than we thought, and Penn is in that position where – they win this game, all of a sudden, we're going, yeah, saying, and what he does with his 1,100 yards. This is starting to be a team. Whoever loses this game, my opinion is if you go 0 2 in the IVs, and I've said this before, you're done. You're, 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 you're done for a championship, okay? Doesn't mean you can't have a good season. Penn's staring at 0 2. Columbia's staring at 0 2. Columbia's at home, coming off of dominant defensive effort. Penn on the road, but they are probably the better team here. I'm sort of looking at this and saying it wouldn't shock me if Columbia kind of came out and played really well and kind of put an end to Penn's season. I just can't get around the idea that they could put an end to Penn's season this early uh, into October, but that could be reality. The smart money says that Penn's going to turn around, play a really good game, be able to go on the road and beat Columbia. That's the smart money. But I've been impressed with what I've watched with Columbia. I've just been impressed, guys. So maybe this isn't the layup a lot of people think it's going. All right, that's going to do it for me, guys. What an awesome week in the Ivies. I'm going to see how high that Harvard can continue to grow in those polls, and can somebody catch them? Look, we're going to start needing these Ivy wins to kind of rack up because Harvard looks like an uncatchable team as they start to separate themselves away from the pack. Go check me out, guys. It's TomBartonSports.com, and have a very good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe